right? Coming up on your end. Oh, I have to con I have to consent. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Legal. All right. So um, actually, I have uh, my first returning guest, and actually, I think this is. What's the first interview uh, video that I've had? I've had another video episode where I went to a Zen Buddhist temple here in Korea, but I think this is the first time I've actually had, number one, a returning guest, number two, uh, you know, a Zoom video feed. And I figured today would be a good day to do that because, as you mentioned last time, you're working on Libra Loga, the uh, Jebel Fall ritual, 49-day sort of Enochian initiation ritual. And perhaps if you could today, you could probably show a little bit of like visual um you know, the, the book itself and what you've been working on and uh, some certain things we couldn't do last time with the audio only format, right? So sure. uh, welcome back Cliff again. Uh, and he's from Today. And That's right. Uh, yeah, I figured maybe we'll just crack into it, talk a little bit about how your experience was um, with the ritual and working on the book. And I did notice you posting that you're sort of like going over and fixing some things you felt that uh, some of the leaves that you might've made mistakes on or modifications to, right? Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. So I guess um, I guess we'll 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 probably start with the the fun part, which is the mm -hmm. massive seven and a half month uh, creating of the book. Uh, mm -hmm. So and it's um, I have seen so so at the end of um, or at the middle part, I guess, of the transmission of Enochian to D and Kelly, uh, they got this book and the angels are like okay here's this book and we need you to write this down and it's 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 called the it said they the angel said that it's the second part of the system and it's the of two parts of the system and it's the measure of the other two so the first part being the heptarchy and the second part being um the libra loga and then the third part being the watchtower slash you know aether system i kind right. of it, the, the aethers are sort of embedded in there but i feel like they're almost their own thing but at any rate uh so the angels are like okay make the okay make this book so they get they get these letters and poor kelly has to like okay this letter it's like imagine playing battleship with a 49 by 49 grid and each time you have to call out the letter that goes in that cell and then you have to do that 49 times times two because it's front and back each time it's kind of like that i mean there are a couple of exceptions to that but at any rate uh yeah so so long story short you got to make this big book and then they tell these poor guys okay now you need to uh, make it in Enochian letters. So you need to do all this over again and you need to reverse it. Instead of going left, right, you need to go right to left. It's a whole mm. thing. So um, I'm, uh, I've looked online for a version of this and the, the one that I've, there, there are a couple, there's, there's one hosted by Fergoff, P-H-E-R-G-O-P-F uh, dot WordPress dot, I mean, if you search those two words, you'll get it. Uh, and he's got all of this D material that used to be hosted on another site, all of these scans from like uh, these Sloan manuscripts, which is where all the D Nokian material and, and a few of the appendices as well. What was that um, your, uh, that's the main manuscript you were working off on that website? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm we, using, can, I'm, mm -hmm. we can yeah, post on the show notes too. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. And I'll, 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 I'll send you at least what I have, but it's just, this, it's, and it used to be hosted somewhere else. So people, you could see this, this, it not, maybe not quite a lineage, but it's like people trying to, to maintain this. It's like keepers of the flame, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so at any rate, I, uh, I worked off of that. And, uh, but I also, of course, 
you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm standing on everybody else's shoulders here, you know, that, you know, people have actually done this, you know, so I saw this one site called Condor, K-O-N-D-O-R dot D-E for Germany, uh, where, you know, the guy has all of this Enochian stuff, and he's actually done the letters and stuff like that. And Joseph Peterson has done it as well, but I didn't have his stuff to, to work with. So I kind of used this as a reference, but I still found, you know, the occasional transcription error and you gotta, you gotta have the patience, you know, a, a, be a really patient person to do this. <laughs> and, um, and I'm, I'm not always going to be that because I'm sure I've had errors. So you mentioned that as well, but at any rate, so let's, let's show people what this looks like. So you're supposed to create the book and you're supposed to, you know, bind it in blue silk. And here, let me just, uh, let me see if I can turn off my... Oh, yeah, probably turn off the background. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, that come in all uh, mixed in with uh, Tibetan up, Buddhism. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yep, yep. Go. Yeah, and that's me too. That I'm just, I'm just like this mad scientist when it comes to like mixing and matching stuff because you know I feel like truth is anywhere. But anyway, your viewers can probably see this is actually the back of the book, but this you'll notice it's it opens in the opposite direction. You know, it opens this way instead of the other way. But this is, and this is you know the Enochian letters. So Amzes Nageses. This is the actual title of the book. Amzes Nageses Harda. And I'm if I wanted to be a real annoying teacher, I'd make my students like repeat that back seven times. You know. <laughs> but at any rate, you're supposed to do this in uh, gold in gold. You know, at the front, I actually use like gold leaf as well as this gold metallic paint, and I stuck it on there. And obviously, because it's silk, it's not going to stay on there. So I just took the liberty to like add some paper on top of that and glue that on there. So it, that's, what does that, that um, translate to an Enochian? The name of the book is um... yeah. So uh, there's there was one translation which was he let him who hath understanding uh, read or something along those lines. Hmm. Um, but there is also like another translation, which is the divine name of him that lasteth forever, something like that. Hmm. Um, Aaron Leach has the translations, I think, in his Eno essentially Enochian grimoire. Okay. But and anyway, Liber, Liber Loga is like the speech of God. Is that what it translates to or something? That, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what Loga translates to uh -huh. is the speech of God. So you get that le first letter L, you know, the, you know, suggestive of the Hebrew uh, or uh, Semitic, I should be more technical uh, name for generic name for God. But yeah, that, so you know, can, you see this like there, there's like these little modifications to stuff that already exists in the Enochian language. Mm. It's inter it's kind of weird. Like it's not just strictly speaking, you know, it's clearly not what the what Kelly said it was, which is like this, you know, or version of Hebrew, you know, proto Hebrew. That mm -hmm. supposedly goes back to the, it's not, it's, but there's this, um, you know, you do a linguistic analysis, it, it doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. But if you, um, but at any rate, so I don't want to get too far afield here. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so the thing is, is that it's, this is, you know, making this cover is, is like the last part. The first part is making all of these leaves and I'll just hold it up here and you can see, I'll make it really close here. So you could see that there are all these teeny tiny Enochian letters, and this is actually the first leaf. And this okay. one I redid. Uh, I had initial, most of the leaves are gonna look like this one, which is leaf uh, three. And I kind of did, you can tell I was just getting started because right after that, I went to boom, just give me straight up grids. You know, wow, yeah, so I would draw, I would draw all of these out by hand with a, I mean, with a ruler obviously, mm -hmm. and measure it out and, you know, and I had, these little 12 by 12 inch um, uh, 
pieces of paper that I would write it on. And there were, there were a lot of little things I would do differently, like make sure both sides are completely flat. And I got to like this kind of semi, not quite corrugated, but kind of this rough texture. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I did that for like seven and a half months. And so there's like, there's way too much to go into describing that process, but seven and a half months, absolutely all of the free time I could have, <laughs> I, I poured into that. I planned around it. And this is on top of like working full time, wow. taking care, you know, of, you know, household responsibilities, which includes, you know, too much to get into, uh-huh. um, you know, just, just the whole, just, you got to kind of be a little kooky to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was so, going to say like, there's, you know, so many people that have put out several books on Enochian have been doing it for decades who have not um, gone through this process. So what yeah, you can you blame that? that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, really. Huh? <laughs> what would you say that really pushed you? It was a sort of like, um, like a deeper sense of connecting with the Enochian system, or was it yeah. sort of pushing the boundaries, exploring new areas? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Like I'm always kind of doing that. Like I, I find Enochian is kind of interesting because, you know, there's not really a. It's tough to find the bottom to it. Um. I may get be getting close to that, but uh, for example, when I um, when I as I was doing this, je- getting into the Jebafall ritual, you know, not only am I like you know recording three times a day, and you know the the energy was like sometimes it was palpable, like you could I could literally feel energy coming up off of the book as I was like making the call to this and that, mm-hmm. and I'll get into the structure of how I did that in a second, but I'm uh, you know. I, I think I sort of have this mentality sometimes like I, I want to like I really want to I'm driven to understand and I'm driven to like try to find this stuff and if and I had gotten so much out of the aethers the first time mm-hmm. that I scribed them I'm just like well let me try let me see what else there is or I, it's like this sort of it's it, it's like you could almost see something beneath the surface and when I had taken that Enochian master class with Leech and with Stenwick and with Newcomb uh and you can yeah i guess you could probably link to that off of stenwick's site you may get a 50 percent discount if that's still off <laughs> i don't know but um yeah i got, anyway, I got a they, discount on his website too i took that same course yeah 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 it may still be there but you know you know specials for your viewers that he may or may not still intend to offer but anyway <laughs> um yeah so it was but i heard uh leach talk about this i'm like I'm not, it, it's like in the back of my mind and there's just so much like information that is coming at you mm-hmm. but i'm like yeah i just want to get started on this so uh so when i um when i started uh so i start making the book and i start doing the ritual proper just to get this sense of it it's like okay i'm thinking about in the back of my mind i want to i want to get this ritual started so i do the seven and a half months of making the book and I, I did the calculations, by the way, it's supposed to be done in 40 days. I think in 40, 24 hour days, and that's probably about the amount of time <laughs> I spent. So roughly a thousand hours. Right. But um, getting, back to, getting back to your question about why it's, I just felt like there was a little bit more and like, you know, if there's, if you know, I remember, I remembered Leach talking about this. I'm like, geez, you know, if, if Aaron says that there's this other thing, you know, maybe I should just, you know, try to like, make you know be go ahead be a completist you know be be that person who wants to get the all the achievements on the video game but sure. also also just deepen the the initiation um into other stuff i had already you know i mentioned the mad scientist thing you know trying to push the boundaries i had already kind of done that um if you i have a couple of techniques i put on my site like 
trying to, um, I, I wanted to make like a, an initiation. Jason Louv talks about the Aethers as being an initiation into Bina, the Sephirot of Bina, or Sephira of Bina. And I, I'm like, well, what about Chokmah? And what about, you know, Keter? And he's like, well, you know, in, in his book on it, you know, John Dean, The Empire of Angels, he talks about um, how, you know, you need to, you know, the system itself doesn't do that. You can get like visions of, you know, mm -hmm. partial visions of those Sephirot. Well, I'm like, well, how would you do that using Enochian? So I'm, at first I'm like, well, let me try using this call to the Aethers, but I'll be sneaky and I'll use this Enochian word for crown for Keter and I'll use this Enochian word for hidden or secret wisdom for wisdom, you know, Chokmah. And I, ah, you know, you get, you start getting stuff if you do that, you know, and the angels had stuff for me, you know, and they're like, well, do this and do this. And I was, you know, there was a transmission involved in all that. I can, it's, it's kind of too much to get into even, even for now, but I, you know, I, I got some success with that, but you know, I, I'm never satisfied. It's like, always try to deepen your initiation or just, you know, just do what you're going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, let me, let me do this as well. Why not? You know, nothing wrong with that. So, and it turns out that um, the more I looked into it, it, it Jebafal was supposed to be this uh, basically an equivalent to the 50 gates of Bina, except for wisdom for Chokmah. So I'm like, well, great, I'm, sign me up. So, um, so that was kind of the rationale for that. But yeah, it's like, it's like so deep. And even just like, you know, I mean, we can talk about the ritual itself, but like, I would just like get into the, I would get into this and I would like discover more stuff as I'm going along. Like, and, and I don't think other people had found it yet. Mm. Um, like, uh, like well, the number. Aaron, uh, Aaron did yeah, mention uh, Jebo Fall and he uh, talks about Libra Logan is Ascension Oki and Grimoire. And I think mm -hmm. the other, I haven't read the other two, you know, as the, uh, it's called like the Angelic Language Volume 1 and 2. I haven't read those. Have you? Yeah, I've, I've read, I've read. I, I'm kind of, I, I use it more like a thesaurus where you're looking something up or a, or a translation dictionary. Okay. But yeah, right. yeah. I think the first one goes over like the history of the language. I haven't really cracked into that, but yeah. um, he hasn't really published. He mentions, you know, Libra Loga and Jebafal, but he hasn't really, um, he hasn't really published like a system behind it or like what he did, because there's a lot of, um, as far as the book itself, you're working off these manuscripts that you mentioned, but as far as the ritual, there's no, yeah um you have to kind of what would you say you have to kind of work with the system and you know make it your own kind of right yeah so so the the answer to your question is not quite so okay. aaron has not published mm -hmm. officially in a book something but there's still stuff on his website that i don't know if it's still out there so maybe he doesn't want me talking about this <laughs> but if it's still there you got to take it down right but he's, you know, it's, and, and maybe he just kind of, he has it in this draft state and I can see it's clearly not like ready for like a book, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a draft copy. And I'm, what I did is I worked off of that. So he had two chapters, they're chapters two and four. And if he wants to take them down or if he's mad at me for saying it, but I'm just speaking about what's out there, you know, sorry, Aaron, you know, we haven't met, but I, I really dig you. I'm a huge, I'm a huge effing fan here, but uh at any rate, he did have a couple of things. Now I reworked what he had, um, but he essentially the idea is is that you start doing the Enochian calls, which is the only thing we have. You know, the, it, we're kind of doing it in the opposite order, which is kind of poetic because the angels kept on saying, "The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, we have the calls first and then we're going to do Jebafall, whereas Dee and Kelly, they had Jebafall first and then got the calls. So right, right. I don't, we don't, yeah, we don't know. I mean, I, I, I didn't find anything else when now maybe I'm just a poor researcher or I didn't use the right Google search term, but I didn't find anything else, but I did find Aaron's stuff. Okay. So what, what he talks about is basically, you know, he has this, he mentions the, what, Ave recounts as, you know, the prayer of Enoch, uh -huh. the angel Ave recounted as that. So I did a version of that, except I modified it slightly because, uh, you know, there's always the thing you get and then you want to kind of personalize it a little bit. So I added a little bit in there and I, um, I did so, I wanted to make it like, instead of however many words long, I wanted to make it 999 words long to sort of incorporate other systems that I've been exposed to or slash, you know, participated in. Mm -hmm. So, and then kind of like the, the 50 gates of being, or the 49 gates of being a final day is like, you know, you get that extra one to make it 50 or the 49 mm -hmm. gates of wisdom, you get that extra one at the, that insight at the end. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to do something like that with the prayer. So I, I, I appended a few things to it, not too much. Mm -hmm. um, and changed a little bit of the wording, but not much. But what I would do is, so yeah, let's get into the brass tacks. So what I would do is I would face east in the morning, mm -hmm. pray, then, then uh, open up the book mm -hmm. and to the appropriate leaf for that day. So you're, you're doing them backwards because the first shall be last, last shall be first. Mm, okay. So you start at leaf 49 and the basic template would be, so let me just, I, I'll just like, I'm trying to like, I'm doing this mainly to help my memory, not to, not to show people, but like, so I'd open the book and I would uh -huh. like, you know, put my, my hand upon the leaf and I would, you know, make the call associated with that. Um, so I would do call 49, mm -hmm. you know, which is the call to text. And I would do that three times a day. The first day I would do like leaf 49 B, which is the back of leaf 49. Mm -hmm. Then the, then in the noon time, I would do the front. And mm. I would put, I would reverse it, put my other hand on the leaf on the front side. Mm -hmm. And then in the evening, I would put both hands together, holding the leaf like this. Mm. And I would, you know, I would record myself having the vision and I would you know, do all that. And then on top of that, there, I would also, I also incorporated the heptarchy. Okay. So, because, because why not, why not be a total geek and get, get absolutely all parts of the system going? Go ahead. So you're, you you're reading, you're reading the call, but you're also reading the leaf itself. Is that right? No, just, just reading... the call. Just oh, just the call. call. Okay. So you're not reading what's actually. Um, yeah. With, with one exception, with okay. one exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'll get to that in a second. So, uh, so, but on top of that, I would uh, add in the heptarchy. So mm -hmm. I would make, I would, uh, let's see, for, I'm trying to remember exactly how I did this. I would um, put the uh, seal, let me, let me try to remember exactly how I did this. The final 30, the final 19 days, I would incorporate the watchtowers. Okay. I would put, I would put my like foot on the watchtower tablet for mm -hmm. that day. And I, 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 I have up on my website, the rationale about why I did all that. Mm -hmm. But I would also, um, you know, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I would go through that. I'm trying to remember if I did that for all 49 days. I think I did. Yeah. I, what I would do is, so at any rate, so if it starting on um, a Sunday, which is when I started, Okay. I did this by the way, aligning with the counting of the Omer, which is just how Le Leach had that. But what I would do is I would put my foot on the seal for, and which is how you do it in Enoch. And you, you, you don't just. You're talking about the, the, yeah, the heptarchy, heptarchy and seal, yeah. right? 
Yeah, the heptarchian right. seal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but in Enochian, you put your foot on the seal, which is kind right. of weird. But yeah, the heptarchian seal right. for right. Sunday, so for King Bobo Gale, and I would put my foot on that, then make the call, mm -hmm. and then the next day would be Monday, so King Blumeza, and then so on and so forth, and until you get to Saturday, and then you the cycle repeats. Okay. So I would do all that. So I tried to like incorporate as much as I already had of Enochian mm -hmm. with with that. So it was kind of good that I did it that I, that, you know, you kind of do, you don't do it in the exact order because you're trying, what I'd wanted to do is like make, get the fullness of the system all working at once. So, right, right. Well, it sounds like, yeah, you integrate the heptarchy, the calls to the aethers, the mm -hmm. watchtower. So everything kind of comes together. Yeah. Like over that 49 day period, you have gone through all of, all of the, pretty much all of Enochian mm -hmm. proper, you know, the original okay. transmission. Okay. So whew, that was a lot. And then, yeah, on the final 19 days, I would use the actual watchtower tablets because okay. th that's what those are the ones associated with watchtowers. Okay. That's very interesting. What uh, you did blog all this on your, um, on your site, right? You, you blogged yep. every day, uh, you recorded every day. Yeah. And... Every day, three times a day. And I would, I would, or oh. I would, I, I would have one post with all three three mm -hmm. experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have to go through and read those, but what are some, uh, there any uh, unique ones or specific ones where, um, oh. you know, I'm sure all of, <laughs> I'm sure the whole thing is a unique experience, but uh, maybe uh, something that you really didn't expect or, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. what I found is a lot of, and, you know, if you ever go through this yourself, you'll find everything that you learn from Buddhism is very helpful. Mm. Very, very helpful. So um, <clears throat> there was this time when, uh what i found is that for me what my experience was is that this was about coming to terms with with suffering mm -hmm. in a way that kind of goes beyond now don't get me wrong like it, it's tough to describe this but like if you've been through the aethers and you've had that vision of zip which is the uh, ninth aether which is really you know if you're going backwards order it's the 22nd aether because you know you got 30 you have to reverse the order and all that but the ninth aether which if you get up to that point then you have this vision of babylon well what i would find is that i was a lot of things i wasn't expecting is that there were a lot you were starting to see stuff a lot earlier in the process or there was this like think of it like a rubber yardstick and sometimes it would like stretch out like this so you'd see you know, and then other times that you would compress it and you, you couldn't see this. And they were, it was like, it, it's very weird, you know, game like that, where the angels sort of like move stuff around, or if you've already done certain things then you're already ready to have that vision. So it's not a big deal if you have a little bit of a preview, but what I would find is like, after getting to, you know, getting up to a certain point, they're like, okay, we're going to take you to this point but you can't, we're not going to let you see past that. I'm like, and I remember this one time, like energetically, what happens is, you know, you go through the aethers, you're getting, you're activating your, your psychic abilities and stuff like that. And you kind of know what to do. Like, you know, okay, at this point, you know, if, if you're in Zach's, for example, okay, what I really need to do is just concentrate here mm -hmm. and not, not get distracted by this attempt to disperse, but instead concentrate through. And so you kind of pull on like little lessons like that as you go through. And if you have like any sort of, uh, you know, clairvoyant ability, you can sign it, you can, or you're able to sort of semi-manipulate the vision, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to, you're, you're interested in certain things. 
so you're trying to look around and see this. So I remember one time I was trying to like see past something that they, they that, you know, the angel's like, well, we're probably not going to, you're, you're not going to be able to see much of this. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let me just try to concentrate this. And I remember like trying really hard to see it. And then bam, there's this like big burst of light and it's like blinding me in a vision, right? Like, what do you, do? what is this? You know, come on, man. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you heard during the debates, you know, last year, right. come on, man, come on, man. <laughs> like, wait, like, come on like but you know you gotta wait you gotta mm-hmm. do it in the order you know they're they're mm-hmm. very orderly these these enochian angels even when they're like switching and turning things mm-hmm. around they still want you to follow the order because you mm-hmm. need to be a good human right. instead of trying to do you know work on your terms so mm-hmm. at any rate um what i found was so th- so let, let's talk about some of the things that i saw that was interesting to me in terms mm-hmm. of suffering and mm-hmm. coming to terms with that so what I was reminded of, and I'm using this term advisedly, given that I'm a mod on a discord where somebody who may take this to mean a different thing. <laughs> but at any rate, if, you, if, you, if you've read Philip K. Dick, and I've read a little bit of him, I have not read all of him, but he talks about this, uh, in one of his books, he talks about the Black Iron Prison. And that's a nice metaphor that Robert Anton Wilson, which is mainly how I get a lot of my Dick knowledge. I've, you know, I've, I, I should go back and read some of the source material from Philip K. Dick himself. But um, he talks about how that's a really interesting metaphor for reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're stuck in this system of control. And if you, if you, you know, it's, on one level, it's like, well, there are these people who are trying to control us or this unfeeling system. You know, you go onto Facebook right now, you're going to have a very dis- different Facebook feed from mine because you follow different people and they're going to, the algorithm is going to amplify certain things for you and not for me. Doug Rushkoff talks about this. Right. So at any rate, this idea about how, oh, we're being controlled by the algorithm, man, that's a very like kind of black iron prison. We're all being controlled sort of view. It's sort of reflecting so, yourself back to yourself. It's sort of, yeah, what you, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I think of it like Saturn, which is like restriction and denial mm-hmm. or delays. And so like that, that sort of uh, astrological metaphor. So, and Saturn, of course, is associated with black as is Bina, you know, so, but there's also like the flip side to that. Well, what if this blackness is really just this blinding light that we can't see? So this is where there, there's that duality to figures like Babylon, where, you know, at first it seems like, you know, she's, she's, there's the blackness is suffering and, the, and there, that's why there's redness associated with her. And, you know, partly because you're getting some of that martial aspect from the lower sephira of, of Gabura, because there's that tendency to like, we can't concentrate up enough to actually see the beauty of her. Mm. So at any rate, okay, so, so, so taking that black iron prison metaphor. So if we're stuck in that, that's, that's a really terrible place to be in, right? Mm-hmm. And we have no control and it's very, it's, it's what I call like an archonic kind of reality thinking in terms of Gnosticism, like, oh, we're, we're stuck. We're being controlled by these archons that are, you know, we're just puppets, you know, in their game. And it's a great way to get paranoid. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, pawns in the game. Pawns in a greater game, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so, you know, so the thing is, is our, like, how, how are we gonna, how are we gonna cut, cut our strings? So, and then they, you get stuck in that. Well, that's right. fine. That's actually a decent place to, to get in because then, then it's about how do you gain agency in this world? So, so, so that's, so that, so, okay. So this, I'm, this is all like the big wind up, you know, to the, to the pitch. And then I'm going to, you know, come to the other side and try to knock it out of the park. Mm -hmm. So 
the idea, combine this idea with Crowley's um, uh, zero equals two, sure. or, or, or one, negative one, yeah, the absolute value of negative, or one, negative one plus one equals zero. Right. So really any zero is just the combination of a thing and its opposite, right? Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. So if you get, if you sort of think of the, the metaphor that was coming through was that suffering is a lot is a lot like that right like you're either stuck with too much of something or too little of something right mm -hmm. like there's that there's that buddhist phrase um you know how do you guarantee suffering in this world wanting things to be as they are or wanting things to be as they aren't right you know so but you get a lot of that right like oh i've right. I've, I've, I've i'm craving i'm craving for this thing and now i've had it and i've had too much and now i'm suffering because i'm sick to my stomach mm -hmm. or i've had this thing but now all of a sudden i'm going on this different polarity and suddenly instead of food i want sex or instead of sex i want power and so it, you see how like the human mind can get caught up in this dynamic kind of a binary thinking and you know hence why we talk about this phrase of like a middle pillar Mm -hmm. Why is that middle pillar so important? Well, because mm -hmm. you're not kind of veering off into different directions and, right. and making yourself miserable. Mm -hmm. so, so why do I bring all this up? Well, it turns out that you can think of, you know, the problems with reality. Maybe it's not like a black iron prison, like, mm -hmm. a, like, a, black iron, like a black cube specifically, but instead it's uh, more like a black sphere okay. where you can say, oh, okay, you know, if only I got to the center of this sphere, then I would suddenly be able to, um, you know, I would have perspective on everything, right? Like I would, I would not be subject to the vicissitudes of, of wanting this thing or that thing or this thing. Instead, I just be at the center, be in a place of equanimity. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of like this, this big metaphor that came through. Then on top of that was this metaphor of, well, that's a good place for compassion. Right. And that's, that's exactly what the Buddha taught. Right. So here you get this idea of, okay, you, you're aware of this suffering around you. Well, what, how am I going to respond? Mm -hmm. And so I, you say, okay, I'm going to respond with, with compassion because I see all this stuff and I'm going to, so, well, where does that start? Well, for me, you know, it starts kind of at a very real visceral place at the heart, you know, okay. not visceral because that's in the guts, but you get my idea. <laughs> so, yeah. so at a very, you know, fleshly, so you get that heart center, that center of anahata, mm -hmm. and then you work from there and then you can, you're able to do all that. So there's like this white sphere or what tiny white sphere within the bigger black sphere, which itself mm -hmm. can be, you know, managed and contained if you do kind of a very orderly type thing, we talked about the evil order, you know, but the, the black cube, the black iron prison, mm -hmm. that evil order versus the flip side of that, which is following decent rules to be a decent human being, right? So right. the Eightfold Noble Path, for example, just sure. as an example. Sure. Um, so this is like all of this stuff, Ryan, is just like over and over, like, okay, try this, now try this, now try this. And just, this is like a huge, this is a huge download, right? right? Like this is this is like not only this is like leaping over anything mm. Christian, right? right? Right. This is or 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 it's explaining, you know, like you could you could map on whatever, like you could say Christianity, you could say, you know, whatever you want. But this is leaping over all of that and saying, here's the nature of suffering. And a lot of Buddhist models work very well. You could also say like original sin. You could you could map on different stuff onto that to make it work. But this is like boiling it down into a very symbolic thing. So that was a huge thing. Okay. 
so I don't know, I don't know what, what else you might want me to say, but like, um, there's, of course it's Enochian. So you get into the math. So mm -hmm. there, there were a couple of math things, but also I remember there was this one vision that I had where mm -hmm. the emotion of it was just so raw. Uh -huh. And, you know, you know how, um, Crowley talks about, uh, or the, the idea as it's been interpreted to me of, of, of new wheat, in okay. the book of the law and is this sort of potential and it was sort of along those lines i got it, i got the sense this was more like in the realm of adam cadmon than in the supernals per se using that you know assuming that you know you said you say the four worlds and then the fifth world is sort of the ein sof and ein, okay. mm -hmm. and all of that above keter yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah above keter or transcending keter or whatever right right but <laughs> um but one of the things i found i remember there's there was this one vision where it was just like I didn't know what was happening, but like there was this like two, I've, I got this sense of that there were these two beings fighting within the very core of my heart. It was okay. very emotional. I did not understand what was going on. I'm like in halfway in vision here. I'm like, what is this? And they were like fighting and grappling with each other. And mm -hmm. then it kind of came in like whooshed out from my heart. Mm -hmm. And um, what I found was that it was the, the, the two sort of forces battling each other was sort of like real life and actuality mm -hmm. and then all of the possibilities or you could say opportunity costs that never came to be and that is of course a very um that's a very a much larger set right and there's like versions of myself where you know had i fallen down the stairs in fifth grade <laughs> there are lots of, because because my sister pushed me because i didn't have the presence of mind to stop my fall and all that but uh -huh. um uh, you know, there's all these versions of, of yourself that never came into being. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of interesting because like the, there was, there was a lot of hatred between these two and enmity between these two, because you get to be real, but I'm equally valid, you know? So mm -hmm. what, you know, so I hate you, you know, well, right. I hate you too, because you shouldn't be real, blah, 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 blah. Right. So it was, it was like this yeah. weird, it was like those two sort of archetypal energies that battling with each other and um it sort of it wound up being like this extended metaphor of you know how um uh in buddhism there's that mantra om mani padme hum sure mm -hmm. speaking about the padme the the lotus jewel in the uh, lotus, i think okay. the, the jewel is in the heart of the lotus or i've heard it interpreted like that but yeah yeah um so but the the padme part was you know, the lotus part was interesting. And what, what I got out of that was this symbol of a lotus rose where you get a lotus, which in a lot of ways is, is beautiful like a rose, but it's sort of, sure. the metaphor is always, well, it, it, it's so beautiful, but it's also, you know, born out of the mud, right? Right. But it wasn't just enough for me to have, okay, it's born out of the mud. It's also painful to hold because mm -hmm. uh, so that's where the rose part comes in where the stem isn't just a stem of a lotus but it's more like a rose stem where there's all these thorns on it but you have to like accept that it's going to be painful you know mm -hmm. life's going to be like that sorry right. Right. <laughs> but you can still have this transcendent experience within that pain or in spite of that pain it depends on on like how you structure your approach to magic and stuff like that and i'm not going to tell people how to do that but to sure, me, sure. symbolically, it was about coming to terms with that. So it, there's like, it was just like this massive, like, it, it was always like building on top of itself as it, as it went along. But sure, sure. It, was, it almost it was, sounds like there was, was a, 
very interesting. It almost sounds like there's this resolution of different aspects of yourself of what you could have done or who you could have been and these sort of karmic, yep. you know, the multidimensional self, right? That's, yes. You know, or multiversal self. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's sort of, you know, we're, we're all holding on to like, what if I had done this? Or there's these yeah. regrets and these alternative views out there, right? Yeah. It, it sounds like it's sort of, I, I don't know when this was, but sometime in the ritual, it sort of came to head and you started seeing, it's almost a, you know, a um, empirical experience of this guy, you know, this cliff and this cliff coming together and battling yeah. it out, but then coming into a sort of reconciliation, I guess you would say, of the different... Yeah aspects you know of yourself yeah yeah Yeah. it's if you think of it like um like Jung's shadow you know they talk you know you know oh well this you know I'm I'm a good person therefore I don't do this but the shadow really wants to do that so like I don't know there there are all these examples I won't get into details because you know this is this is an advanced podcast kids so (laughs) you you look into that but um right at any rate you think of that what I always consider what I've come to consider the shadow is to be like this crystallization Mm-hmm. of all of the opportunity costs that mm-hmm. you know obviously you get you give up that's the price you pay mm-hmm. so in the economics and opportunity cost for those of you who don't know that because this is this is a part i don't expect people to know because it's a, you know it's a different thing i expect people <laughs> to know you but not economics right which is why we're in the state we're in today right this is why <laughs> but um the opportunity costs just really quickly like for me you know having this podcast with you right now means that i don't get get to do the stuff that I may otherwise want to do right sure. so I'm giving up an opportunity that's the, that's the cost right mm-hmm. and the opportunity to do absolutely anything else and more technically defined it's the next the absolute next best thing I could be doing to sure. doing this podcast sure. so I, and I don't know what that would be but um, mm-hmm. at any rate that's the idea so the problem is is that the shadow if you think about it like you think about like well you know, what, what do you regret or what do you wish you had done? Or what do you, what do you, you know, when you're fantasizing about what your life might've been like, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about like, oh, well, I could have been this, I could have done that. And the problem is, is that if you, if you crystallize that into sort of its own, this own voice in the back of your mind saying, oh, you could have done this. Oh, if only you had done this. Then what happens is, is that you realize if you, if you analyze the arguments, you know, and you wonder why it's so seductive, it's because he has a point you know, and, you know, or she has a point, you know, or what, and be whatever the case may be, you know, that, that, that voice in your head has a point Mm. because, and, and why does it have a point? Mm. Because you see other people doing it and they seem to, you know, they seem to get something out of that, but maybe it wasn't for you, you know, and that's, that's the whole problem of coming to terms with that. And that was, that was a lot of that, that particular battle between the two was, was about, okay, you know, accepting that you're going to miss out on some stuff and, and realizing it has a point, but that was sort of like that, that battle that I'd already sort of, you know, I, I had that sort of idea before, but this sort of was very visceral okay. uh, when I, when the, they were battling at the energetic level, it was like, Ooh, touched a live wire there. Yeah. Very interesting. So uh, you did mention that the Libra Logod, the whole Jebel Fall process um, it is interpreted as sort of this initiation ritual. It could be like a 49-day Enochian uh, ritual for initiation, but uh, you did the Aethers, you did the Heptarchy, you did the um, Great Table or Watchtower work earlier. I mean, say somebody was starting out, would you almost, you know, <laughs> would you would you advise them like do the, you know, Libra Loga? Like this is, I mean, it's not even really that explored, but what do you think um, after doing all of it, what do you think would be a good order? You 
Yeah, so if you're going to do the order, um, my a, a couple of recommendations. I mean, as you're doing all of this, get a good background in astrology. Mm, okay. uh, and, and why, why, you know, oh, you know, come on, man, you know, why, why are you telling <laughs> me with this? I'm supposed to be liberated from this stuff. And like, well, you know, what did I just explain? You know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, coming to terms with the limitations of reality and, and finding the, the best way to manage that. But get into astrology because it's going to make the heptarchy make sense. And mm-hmm. it's going to make the zodiacal kings make sense. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, just just being steeped in that download in that you know what download do i get today man it's like you know mm-hmm. like a, a a very smart kid coming into kindergarten or the first day you know yay what do i get to learn blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and they get to learn all this stuff and it's great for them you know until they become a cynical fifth grader but <laughs> um <laughs> uh so i remember i recommend that as mainly because you're going to learn some stuff and you're going to see some stuff one of the things i found as I was doing this, and this is just like separate from the ritual itself, but it's like you get steeped in and it's like, I don't know if I was being shown this or if I was just being guided to look at this stuff. But if you look at the zodiacal kings as they as they appear in the aethers, right? Okay. Every time there's a governor, there is one zodiacal king going with that governor. Mm-hmm. So there are 91 governors. There are only 12 zodiacal kings, so they appear multiple times each. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I said, well, okay, I know that each of those um, zodiacal kings is associated with a sign, and each sign is definitely associated with domicile, a planet of domicile, which is an astrological term, like each, each, it's a home to, to one of the planets. Mm. So for example, Aries is, is home to Mars, Mar- that's where Mars is strongest. It's also, but there, the signs also uh, have a an exaltation scheme where the seven planets have seven signs in which they are exalted. So um, it turns out that if you do the math on this, it's kind of weird. Like I was looking at the the Kings and I was like, what's going on with this? Why is the King for Pisces appearing 15 times Mm -hmm. and the King for Aries appearing five? What's Mm -hmm. up with that? You know, I didn't get that, but what it turns out, if you do like the math on that, Mm -hmm. it, because, um, uh, Pisces is, is, is the exaltation home of Venus mm-hmm. and the domicile home of Jupiter, then mm-hmm. you get 30 times in which a planet is either exalted or in domicile there. Mm, okay. So, and then it turns out that if you do all the math on that, on each, all 12 of those signs, you have 144 si- you know, exaltations or domiciles. Mm-hmm. Well, 144 Mm. is not only 12 times 12 which is the number of the zodiac squared Mm -hmm. but it's also the reverse of 441 which Mm. is the number that appears in the 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 total of the outer ring of the sda and also there's this leaf one of libra loga has 441 cells where it's only letters Mm. instead of actual words in that so you you find like these little like patterns and it's like patterns and puzzles in it yeah and there's no way you would know like I just happen to be to to have this interest in astrology. Now there are other astrological sure. occultists, and how many people you know a lot of them maybe into Enochian, but you know I just it just happened to work out that I had like this knowledge I could combine it with this, and suddenly I get strangely curious about this imba- seeming imbalance. Okay. But um, so anyway, these are the these are the things that sort of 
go along. But to answer your question more properly, so so learn some astrologies, go along. Obviously, learn the elements, learn okay. learn the golden dawn idea of an of a sub element. So like. Um, the way Ramsey Dukes, I think, talks about it is like the northern part of the western side, you know, oh, well, that that's sort of like the fiery part of the area of air. fire of air and yeah. fire of air. Yeah. Or if you go in the west part of the west side, that's why you can have fire of fire. You know, it's not just the right. doubling up. It's it's like that idea. Mm -hmm. So learn about the elements and then it'll suddenly like I, the I've, I've been thinking about this. I don't know it's kind of weird with me. It's like, it's so much like based on circumstance and not, not desire, you know, it's like, okay, can I do this in the time I have, you know, theory of constraints and all that. But like, my idea is to try to say, can it, is it possible for somebody to learn Enochian? And mm -hmm. that, that would be like the first thing. Okay. Suppose you didn't have the golden dawn. Could sure. you learn it just from, from, from basics building blocks like that mm -hmm. and and i think it is and so maybe I'll, I'll write a book on that someday but i don't care if yeah. somebody beats me to the punch i'm just about promoting the system because i really enjoy it but sure. getting back to your question so elements yeah learn about astrology uh, but as you and then in terms of working the system itself mm -hmm. i would say the heptarchy is probably the easiest yeah uh and to 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 study and remember mm -hmm. because then it's just okay i need to memorize seven kings and seven princes you could memorize all the the ministers mm -hmm. and and kind of incorporate that with the planetary hours aaron leach did a fabulous job with that in his right. uh, you know uh essentially you know grimoire mm -hmm. um and but what i would say is like you know that that in terms of studying it learn that mm -hmm. in terms of doing it work with the aethers you know, mm -hmm. start with the aethers, do it, you know, step by step, mm -hmm. because that's, that's the unfolding of the consciousness that you get, um, that, that you'll be, you'll, you start, it, the visions are like, it's, it's, it's weird to say this, but, but it's like, the visions are almost like way too easy <laughs> to get in Enochian mm -hmm. compared to like other systems in my view. I don't oh, know what for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, definitely my experience. I've even scribed texts for some people who have no experience with any sort of, you know, meditative or magical system or anything. And everyone gets some kind of result, which that says a lot. You know, it's not like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of theory. You can say it's barbarous words put you in an ecstatic state or there's a lot of theories you can put behind that. But, you know, you can take somebody to a Pentecostal church and they might feel the Holy Spirit or something. But when you when you scry something like texts, People are having vivid, you know, ex uh, visionary experiences, encounters with entities. You know, mm -hmm. I've even scribed texts for somebody who knows nothing about Christianity or anything, or you know, Western religion per se, but uh, was seeing these angelic characters and beings and stuff. So, I mean, that alone says that how powerful it sort of just works right out of the box. Like, you know, yeah. I think pretty much text seems to be accessible for pretty much anyone. You know, but, yeah. Um, I've, I've had something similar, you know, when I've done that with other, with other folks. And it's, it's weird too. It's like, it's, and I don't, I don't know how much people have been doing zoom magic during lockdown, but it's interesting seeing that, you know, like I have the furniture, I've, I've made the furniture I'm gesturing mm -hmm. towards the furniture that nobody can see, but, you know, and I have, I've done like that 18 day ritual or a version of that to try to like incorporate it and imprint it on, on yourself, mm -hmm. just kind of like basic stuff there. And it seems to have like this transmissible, transmissible quality where, you know, 
somebody over there seems to have about the same level or kind of experience as, as you know, what you have over here. I think there's, there tends that you can feel a little bit more of the energy. Like I remember one person in yeah. live, they, they felt a warmth on the side of their face, but not sure. the other one, but I don't know. I'm it's, curious, it's um, your experiences. So working with say like the archangels or, you know, angels of the planets and whatnot versus working with Enochian entities, for me personally, I'm curious your view. Personally, my experience is they have been a lot stronger, a lot more alien in nature is almost how I would describe it. it just a different feeling, a different presence, a different, uh, almost more like multidimensional alien-like versus when maybe working with uh, angels of the elements or things along these lines, it's almost more light and fractal, if that makes sense to you. I'm curious what your experience with these entities has been like. Yeah. So when I was doing the, um, so we'll, I'll, I'll talk about the split between Enochian and other angelic systems. Surprise, there's multiple angelic things you can do. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, exactly. Versus, versus, uh, you know, versus Enochian, which has, you know, layers within layers. So right. the elemental uh, Enochian, the Watchtower Enochian angels, uh, I never, I didn't, it's it's funny because in the aethers I have like bigger visions and I can see a lot more at once, mm -hmm. it, but I never really got the sense. I, I'm I, I, like I'm I'm kind of okay at a lot of different things, mm -hmm. so I'm an okay scryer. What I don't see is like a big presence of somebody, except with with occasional notable exceptions. Like I, I won't mm -hmm. see always see the angels per se i'll just get like the, the sense of a figure over here or over here whatever sure, the case sure. may be one time i did see an uh the angel the governor mirzand appear to me as dr manhattan which was <laughs> hilarious by the way um right 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 but, yeah getting getting back to your question so the elemental uh angels um i think there is something to be said about them being kind of fractal mm -hmm. uh in the the the, the watchtower uh, lower angels you know lower angels lesser right. angels or the caribs you know as stanwick calls them the lesser angels mm -hmm. but um you know i think he also put quotation marks around them because their their powers are amazing um but yeah when i've i think there is something to be said for that i haven't had quite as much success with them i think i've had about a 50 percent success rate when i've tried to do a working Mm -hmm. One person, I uh, did the uh, jewels and precious golden precious stones power mm -hmm. with that, and obviously there's there's so much to remember. It's like I can't memorize all this stuff. But anyway, he he did not get golden precious stones. Oh well, mm -hmm. is that a failure? No, it was a complete success because what he mm -hmm. got was like a three, four, five thousand dollar desk at a garage sale for like two dollars. Right. He knew the value of it and it's like okay do well you that's want a gem and a precious stone in this era <laughs> in exactly era. right like come on man like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's right there it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. so for that and i've had i've had some success but i'm not going to say i've had the most success but when it the feeling that i got when i've worked a completely separate system so like like stenwick's um scott stenwick is the person we're talking about he's he's amazing he's he's been he's, on this podcast great guy he's, yeah. he is a, he is a treasure man he is really he is, is yeah. his books best. are great too both of his books yeah, I, yeah. I recommend checking out yeah 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 they're 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 very readable but um so when I did his kind of system with uh, planetary um, invoking invocations for a certain thing, I I didn't get the same like I could feel a presence, but I didn't I didn't get a vision per se. Uh -huh. But yeah, there's there is something kind of a little bit more cosmic or 
you know, integral to the nature of the universe almost, um, which is not right. to say you don't get that in Enochian, but it's like in Enochian, it's like the vision is very clear and there's something they're trying to make it understandable to you. Whereas, the, right. you know, if, if you're just doing like the archangels themselves, which is not to say the archangels aren't part of Enochian, but it's a whole other story. But if you're just working with the archangels themselves and let's say the planetary spirit and planetary intelligence, which is what I do with Stenwick's uh, format, um, the, yeah, it's, it's more like, okay, you feel the presence and you're asking it this thing and it's like, okay, and then, you know, anything else in the no, okay, bye. So it's it's not it's not quite impersonal, but it's more like you're calling uh, on the dimensionality of it. So I think I, th I think that alienness is, or or like this untapped part of you know consciousness. If you want to say that it's all just consciousness, which you know that's a whole sure. other that's a whole other rabbit hole to get get a discussion on. But yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I'd say that's 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 a that's a good observation. Right, right, right. Definitely experientially different, to say the least. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you're you're an okay scryer. So your experiences, like in the aethers or during this ritual, Jebelfell, was it very visual overall? Did you get a lot? Was it quite visual, or was it more a sense? Or you know, everyone experiences things differently, right? It could be yeah. auditory, it could be you know, uh, different sensations or what have you. Yeah, I mean, when so like there, one of a, a mutual friend of ours on the on the Discord. Um, he has he is friends with a scryer who is basically a, a, like a Kelly level scryer, huh. like he get like I think partly just even open eye being able to see shit during during an operation, mm -hmm. which I am not. Maybe I just haven't done enough psychedelics, mainly because <laughs> the amount of psychedelics I've done is zero. But someday that will right. happen, I'm sure. I, ju I just got to get to Canada. Yeah, but, there you go. We're, exactly. Legal. Yeah, yeah where they're where they're legal or at least decriminalized. So something like, like yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. So the, in terms of that, um, what I, what I will, what will happen is I will see some stuff. I will see like a, a vision of, let's say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll use um, an example, that same example with Mirzand where I would see like a field and I would see horses on the field. And then those horses turned into tanks. This is from a it's not in the Jebbafall thing, but it's from that vision. I'm just recalling this one. Some visions are more memorable than others. Sorry, angels, you know, you all yeah. are doing your best. But um, they, the horses turned into tanks and then guiding those tanks or coming behind those tanks was that the governor Mirzind. Mm -hmm. So I could see a whole, I could see all of this, right? And some, but sometimes what I would get is um, it would be, it's not like somebody's talking to you in your ear about this. Sometimes it sometimes it can be like that, but not for me. It's not always like that. Um, it's more like look at it, like the vision is is showing me something, and then I get the sense of meaning, and then yeah. I and then I am putting words to that, and then sometimes occasionally the angels will correct that, or I'll get the sense that no, that's not quite right, and so I'm trying to adjust my language to get at that meaning that is sort of it's 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 a felt sense of something it's sort of like um yeah. Yeah. well let, let's let's use the example of john d right like john d found himself when it came to the monus hieroglyphica he felt like he was pregnant with this idea well what does that mean well it's kind of like that it's like you're 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 feeling like this you're, it's it's something inside you. it's like i almost got it and you know you get this idea that this meaning is there Okay. And you can try to like analyze it or try to put words to it. And mm -hmm. the angels are like guiding, you No, not quite there. And I say, okay, that's it. 
that you just said it right, or you just had, now you have the sense of that right. And part of, part of what I'm trying to do when I'm talking aloud into the voice recorder as I'm having these visions is trying to make sense of that in a way that somebody else could like read that. Mm. And, and of course, in this podcast, I'm, I'm like kind of going, it seems like I'm kind of going all over the place, huh? but it's like, if you pull it in and if you have this knowledge or if you've done the research on everything that I've mentioned and then try to synthesize it in this grand way, it's going to be easy. But if, if, if you're, let's say like a teenager coming across this <laughs> who hasn't been as well read, then you're going to be like D Dr. Justin Sledge was when he was trying to read Immanuel Kant. And he tells a story. It was so hilarious. He's a host of Esoterica. He says he threw oh. the book across the room because he was so frustrated with that. He didn't <laughs> understand it. It's like, well, cause, it's because you're a teenager. You need to pull in a lot of other philosophical concepts or, sure. or just, just knowledge that you just can't possibly have gotten to by that time. Sure, sure, sure. Definitely. Um, oh, I, this, there's something I made a note here. Uh, while you were doing the Jebbafall ritual, did you have the full um, furniture set up or were you? Yeah. Okay, you had the ring on, you had your lamin, you had the table. Yeah, yeah I even have the ring and lamin on. Yeah, I have the ring and lamin on now. Yeah, what oh, uh, Leech, Leech made a very good reminder, you know, without this, I shall do nothing, you know, right? right? It was oh. very clearly written in the, um, yeah, in the diaries, you know. That's right, that's right. right. But yeah, so um, it's a little kind of, you know, actually, maybe I'll be able to pull this off. Hang on one second. I'll just okay. pull up yeah. some of the weird things. I'll just pull up one of the tablets here. Okay. to show the people the other links that I go to. So I say one of the tablets and only grabs four. So this is <laughs> like the typical tablet. This happens to be the air tablet because that's I'm, it's sort of uh, facing south and all that. So uh, the way I constructed this, by the way, is because the black cross, mm -hmm. I actually made literal tablets, but then the black cross, you know, you can see here, you, you can see uh, Betome and Nanta there at, at that side and then here you can see uh xr pay let me pull it put it like this yeah xr pay and then um hakoma mm -hmm. that's part of the uh tablet and while everybody gets to see my batman jammies um <laughs> so but what i did is i put that black part on the side of each of these okay. so these are actually doubled up i, I made i just said okay if i put all these together i wanted to appear to appear on each of the associated sites of that but anyway so that's the tablet mm -hmm. but um so this is just like you get to see how people actually make this stuff kids right. you know it's not not too hard but you got to put some thought into it because right. if i were to actually make the entire watchtower then mm -hmm. or uh, the entire grand cross okay. you'd only have one of those things but i had to duplicate right. it in order so each each one of those tablets has it right um so then what i did is i made you know like a tablet of union okay you know, That's kind cool. of a golden dawn style thing, mm -hmm. but this is all like back when I was making it back in 2019. Uh -huh. And then I've said, well, then I was thinking about, well, Stanwyck talks about this name Enub, and it's like, what is this? Oh, it's the first letter of each of those names. So I made one of these, mm -hmm. which has, you know, each of the four letters of the XRP, Hakoma, Nanta, and then Bitome. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, let me make this, this is a septenary system. Let me make one more. So I have, I have four tablets and I'll have those two kind of uniting tablets. And I said, let me make one more. How would I make one more? I'm just going to have the letter L, which stands for the first or one. But you see here, you got the black background, that bilberry juice black background. You get the white that's complementary to that. And then the two tails of the letter L mm -hmm. are um, green and uh, red. Oh. So 
So what I would do is I would I would use each of those uh, extra tablets uh, at various points in the system. So when I did the watchtowers, I would just use those like the air tablet. I would use just each of the elemental ones. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to the end, you know, those last three days, I would use the two tablets of union. And then finally, on that last day, I'd use the letter L, by the way. So so OK, so what I would do is I would make the prayer. I would. Um, uh, make the call. I would, you know, you know, every everybody, everything is kind of like mm -hmm. everything is in its place, right? Mm -hmm. The last day, I didn't know what to do okay. because what's on the last day? It's call one. Well, what is the what is the strictly speaking call one? Not not the spoken first spoken call of the forty eight. What's strictly the, speaking, the unrevealed hidden. the unrevealed call? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and what's what's the uh, it's it's not to not to be spoken. Well. The what else is what's not to be spoken is also the Libra Logai itself, right? Especially that leaf one. So mm -hmm. I got the sense I'm like, well, mm -hmm. first of all, not not until God's time, right? Well, when is God's time? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's been 400 years since Dean Kelly, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let me let me just try this. Let me just you know mm -hmm. read this call and because maybe maybe it's time. You know, it's mm -hmm. time has come. And I, I just sort of felt moved to do that. So mm -hmm. I did wind up reading that off. At first I was reading off the leaf itself. And I'm just like, I'm glad I prepared for this in advance. I'm like, I can, this is way too much because it's <laughs> decent as I am in Enochian. It's like, it's like, it's like reading a foreign language. If, if, when you're just at the pre-fluency stage, it's not, not going right. to come off as quickly. Right. So I'd already printed off like a, a like a cheat the, sheet or something, a, a cheat sheet. Yeah. With English yeah. letters and all of that. So I read that one. So okay. the in the morning I read the the back of it, which was mm -hmm. 36 minutes, mm -hmm. and then you know <laughs> vibrating vibrating the words. By the way, then in the in the afternoon I, <laughs> I vibrated the front part, which has more words to it because that doesn't have the weird final mm -hmm. uh, nine rows. Mm -hmm. That was 49 minutes, and then at the end it was like you know when I did the whole thing mm -hmm. uh, in the in the in the evening. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, that was a lot. But what I got was this sense of, so let me describe that vision because that's this is like the culminating thing, right? This is the, the last day. day, literally, right? Yeah. The mm -hmm. final countdown. Yeah. So so you get to that one. And what I found was it was it was kind of interesting. Like the vision I had was like I was being, you know, and you, you get this like the vision is partly, you know, you're, you're actually feeling this happen in your astral body. Sure. And I was told specifically, okay, you need to bilocate. You need to both be in your body. So, so you can sort of manage this. I mean, you're already kind of doing that when you're doing all this and you're having a vision and all that. Sure. Um, but, but you need to like, you know, be, be aware of where you are physically, but also be aware of what you're doing on the astral mm -hmm. or, or what the energetic or imaginal, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it felt like I was like being beamed straight up. Mm -hmm. It was like something straight out of Independence Day where the light takes you up and lifts you out of your body or a contact mm -hmm. experience. And, uh, but it wasn't like, it was, I went straight up and every time you've seen these movies where there's something in the sky and it's, there are all these big clouds, it was like that. But instead of coming up into a ship, it was just like this black circle, right? So we get that same, the okay. same kind same theme, of- Same kind of theme yeah, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. Yeah, and when you go through the the um, the posts, you know, take your time with those. But 
um, what you'll see is like there's this evolution. It keeps it's a slight change and a slight change and a slight change. Yeah. But it was like that. And so getting to that point, I was taken up to that and then it became like really cosmic. Okay. So like I, I found myself like understanding like the heart of God. So the first time it was just God literally like put his hands like this, like folded, like not, not quite a prayer, but like he full interlaced his fingers like this and he st stuck them right through my heart center uh -huh. so that it was like basically bisecting my heart. So that way it's like he was getting in and he was manipulating that. But then on the final vision, it was like, I was, it was like at this cosmic level and I realized what it, the sense that I got was that, okay, God is, um, or the divine or whatever you want to call it is, uh, you know, yeah, he, he's omnipotent, mm -hmm. but, and he can do anything, but it would be like, if he were to like intervene, it would be like, he would lose respect for himself. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Like imagine a child, right? Like, a, like you think of helicopter parents, you know, using that stereotype uh, <laughs> term, but you know, it's like, well, I can't always do this stuff for you. You need to like, I'm trying to like help you be the best person. And if I were to do this, that, and the other thing, which would be very easy for you, you would never know difficulty. And mm -hmm. you would never, you would never feel the sense of empowerment that comes with overcoming that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that. It's also just the direct limitations of God himself. You know, I, the, the sense I never got was like omnipotence per se, but it's like omnipotence in the sense of, okay, I'm omnipotent in the sense that I can create reality, but I am also real. So all of a sudden I'm bound to some extent by what reality is. Mm -hmm. So by the rules of that. So it's a whole, it's a whole thing, you know, that, and this is my own experience. Other people may have a significantly less suffering slash Buddhist oriented experience, but yeah. the sense that I, that, that I got was that that was very, it was very comforting in that sense too, because I get, I get that. Why, why would you operate contrary to your nature mm -hmm. just because a part of you wants to do that. Right. Like, sure. like, I don't like, you know, somebody, somebody makes me mad in traffic. I'm not going to go out and, you know, you know, make their life a living hell <laughs> I, because I, the, the grander part of myself says that's a valid part that I also will not act on. Right. Sure. 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 Mm -hmm. So, um, but the other interesting thing was that, and this has happened to me before, um, some, when I was, um, I had finished the Aethers the first time in 2019, mm -hmm. and I kind of, you know, still in that current, I, I'm, I'm very, like, the groove of the current for me is, like, very deep at this point, because it's going to be tough when I want to explore, like, the PGM, I'm gesturing to all my other books here, I, like, I want to do all that, it's just, like, I'm waiting for Enochian to say, okay, you're done, you've done enough, right, but, um, mm -hmm. But the, the um, just to put a cap on that. So when I was working with that, one of the things I did was I made an Enochian language prayer, which was my request for additional Enochian words. Mm -hmm. And I did get some. Now I'm going to call of the, all of those. I always call all of those Neo-Enochian because okay. it's, not, it's not a true Enochian system from Dean Kelly. I get that. And it could be I'm completely off. Mm -hmm. whatever but I did get some stuff and I got sure. them in in a similar format I would get like a tablet like a, a, ta a table of like 12 by 7 or 12 by 12 at one point mm -hmm. um, but what I got at the end of this vision on the final day day 49 was okay now now we're going to start speaking some Enochian to you 
And I, and I, oh, okay, you know, so I, I would, and mercifully it was given to me in, in, in English letters. So I would actually see the word and I would just pronounce it aloud. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that uh, across those three different times that I scried uh, that final, using the, the final call, which I just took to be leaf one, that's, okay. that's how I did it. I did not say it was gonna be silent. No, I, that I vibrated that, like I said before. Mm-hmm. What, then it turns out that you get to the end of all of that, then it was 49 words in all, okay. which is what I got. So oh. back to the septenary system. I did Very not plan it like that, but right. Very that's how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what do you think Enochian is? Is it sort of this Western, um, what would you say, initiator enlightenment system, sort of like how Tibetan Buddhism has their own sort of magical system towards, um, it's something I think I mentioned last time, like my experience in the Aethers too, it's almost like the Bardos, like, you know, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, they talk about traveling through the Bardos, right? It's yeah. um, and they have their own sort of magical system and whatnot for that. Do you think this is almost like the Western equivalent to that, or what? How do you see, like, ultimately, in other words, I guess my question is, what is Enochian? What is the system? What do you see it after working through all you know yeah. different aspects yeah. of it? What do you ultimately see this as in your you know humble opinion? In my, in my <laughs> humble, in yeah. my humble estimation. Yeah. yeah. So, so on one level, it's very, it's pretty simple, right? Like you're, you're unfolding. It's, it's a, uh, the way I describe Bina is that. You know, you're you're a complicated person, right? But if, so, if we were to take like the consciousness level of like a rock, or mm-hmm. you know, the sidewalk that you walk upon, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, that's that's got like the barest of consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know when they make fun of somebody, they call them a smooth brain because they don't have any folds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that. Mm-hmm. So it's very smooth. Imagine that being like this big, vast thing of paper, right? Mm-hmm. you know just going on for miles and miles in any direction and then you get if you were to take an animal then what would happen is you could say well that it's like an interesting little origami like folding in that and okay. we're a much more complicated version of that so what i what i say Nokian does is it unfolds you enough so that you can see the vast consciousness around you and that you're a part of that mm-hmm. and that you are you are enfolded into that reality Mm-hmm. that it's it's so it's a very like cosmic level lesson like oh okay oh oh you know all of a sudden i need to learn what buddhism learned which is to treat everybody the same you know with compassion and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so that's kind of like the first part in terms of what it what it does um in, in terms of what what it is i think what it's doing i think it's the universe's way of trying to become more aware of itself, mm-hmm. even beyond science, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, we're, we are trying to show you how your consciousness is completely uh, enfolded within absolutely everything. One of the things I got at the very end was like, mm-hmm. this very like holographic sense of myself so mm-hmm. like you and I are talking right now, right? And you're, you may be familiar with this concept of like mirror neurons. They say sure, it's kind of one of the body yeah. language and yeah. Yeah, like, like if you, like, it, it's one of those, I'm not getting at all political when I say this, but like when Trump and Putin were together, mm-hmm. one of the things that, uh, you know, you know how Trump always did this and he would have, he lean forward and his, his legs would be spread pretty wide. Sure. If you notice the first time that Putin and Trump were together, mm-hmm. 
Putin was making his own body posture exactly like that. Right, right, right. It's it's this subtle signal like, hey, you we're and on I, we're, alike. we're on the same we're, level. Yeah, we're yeah. exactly like. And by the sure. way, I don't even care that all you all around the world can see that. I am making this point to all of you as well. Sure. But sure. but to Trump, I don't think he's at that level. I think he was just like, oh, right. Sort of like some NLP NLP kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Like kind of kind of hijacking the mind like that. But at any rate, so I'm I'm saying all of this to say that you and like there's an interesting thing that if you you see you know I'm 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 expressing a lot. Obviously, I'm you know. I'm, I'm handsy in the, you know, in a very, you know, consensual way right now. So, <laughs> so I'm, what I'm saying is like, if you, you're, you can almost like imagine, you can almost imagine my mind as I'm trying to express to you what is on my mind. Right. Sure. So what, what'll happen is, is like you, you come to discover that there are certain times that if you interact with an individual, your mind is forever changed as a result of that. Oh yeah. Right. Sure. So now take that to the nth degree, right? So all of a sudden you realize, well, you know, I've been interacting with all these other people who have had all these other interactions. So I'm being influenced by them as I'm simultaneously influencing other people. So then you realize, but I, they, all of us are also being influenced by the fact that we have rocks around us or we have trees or we have birds or we have or, you know, nowadays we have computers, you know, all of these things that are like semi like, you know, universal. So then you can start, you know, you can bring in like union collective unconscious and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the, the main takeaway is that we are part of the like this living consciousness and that our identity is pretty much holographic with the universe mm -hmm. and who we are and, and vice versa. And so like, so like there's this, um, this this idea of isomorphism in mathematics where the smaller part suddenly is taking on a look in that fractal sense like you were saying mm -hmm. it's looking a lot like the large and the large is looking a lot like the small and then sure. when you realize that it's like geez you know i'm divine and i should be if, if i want to like get with the program mm -hmm. i need to try to you know it, it would be helpful if i made it easy for people who are interested to also become aware of their divinity Mm -hmm. And for those who aren't interested to just treat them nicely, you know, treat them sure. well and, sure. you know, ensure that we solve some of the big problems in this world or at least make an effort towards that. So this is, uh, you know, I know this is sounding very psychedelic still number of psychedelics is zero, um, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot a on my side. That, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not on your side, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but this is like the lesson that you take away um, yeah. from Enochian is that you can get all that if you don't want to if you don't want to blow your mind out with drugs, which is BS, sure. you know. Because I mean, some people do, I guess, but you know. Um, oh yeah, it is possible. But, yeah. It is possible, but but if you if you want to avoid all that, you yeah. know, you can get into Enochian. It's is it tough? Right. Yes, but you you. You understand, I, I've been listening to some of Fredo RC's podcast mm -hmm. uh, episodes and his other appearances, mm -hmm. and he talks about how, you know, you can act, you get a much more visceral sense of the magic you're working as sudden is literally changing. You can, it's, mm -hmm. it's as if you're interacting with the physical world, but exactly. what I would say yeah. is, that, what I would say is, is it's that change in consciousness. It's that developing of the mind into um, something uh into into a greater awareness of itself you're waking yeah. up that part of your mind it's sort of like it's like you're going through a psychological puberty 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's something that similar. something that was dormant, it like suddenly comes up. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. It's very similar in that regard to doing, you know, like heroic doses of psychedelics. So a lot of my Enochian experience have been very similar in some respects to doing, you know, intense psychedelic sessions where you know, it's like the reality tunnel has been expanded and you come away. They say like people who uh, do, you know, a decent amount of mushrooms, like in one dose, they come away being 80% more open. These are like in psychological or clinical trials or whatnot. Yeah. It's like that. Like you walk away, you know, with doing uh, Enochian, you do, it does change your sense of perception and um, uh, things along those lines. But what's different about it is like, you can take a lot of psychedelics and you can be in some tough places and you're not coming out of that for hours, depending on what you did. It could be LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Enochian, you could scry the aethers, you could do this work. And if, if you're not ready, it's almost like you're knocked back softly and organically and you have time to work back to it. Right. Whereas in psychedelics, sometimes you don't, you're not given that uh, you're, you're going to, you're on for a tough ride sometimes, you know? So, yeah. Um, it is a more organic, um, requires more effort, but it's more, you know, you're building, you're building up to it, so to speak, you know, not saying you can't do both. I recommend doing both personally, but, uh, it is something that I think it, it, uh, long-term it's, it's working towards sustaining this consciousness because the fact that it is holistic, the fact that you can work with it, um, you know, long-term, you can't necessarily do huge doses of acid or mushrooms every day or else you blow out as you were saying right blowing yeah. out yeah. you're just non-stop dosing acid right but uh it is something that you can work with long term and sustainably i guess would be a way to say it you know yeah but, exactly uh, um yeah but you have been working with all the different aspects of anokian is there any other areas that you're exploring now i'm curious about that too yeah so i mean one of the things i think well there's a couple things i should mention this I've, I've put on my blog, you can find the post or search for it, a list, uh, the Enochian implements. I started making the SDM, like, this is just too much. That's the sort of thing where you get the graphic designer. You can find that online. We talked about that in, in our last episode, but huh? I have all of those up on my website now as an Excel file. Huh? I chose not to lock it in case you don't like my particular approach or you think you can improve on it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's to make it printable. And because I'm, why not do it twice? It's like the, 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 that line in contact, first rule of government spending, why build just one when you can build two for twice the price? Right. Um, <laughs> I'm making uh, an Excel printable version of uh, LibreLoga. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. That is, yeah. So the, there's a couple of things that go into it. So I'm just transcribing what I'm seeing. And I'm, I, it's very tempting to just go say, okay, here's what condor.de has, and he's made this public. So I'm mm -hmm. just going to like copy that and just dump it into Excel. I could do that, but just haven't gone through it with the handwritten version. It's just like, you know, there are errors and I may, may, may make some, some more errors, but I can definitely see um, at least at the end of the day, if you get like a computer program, they can, highlight all the differences and then you know you can look to that particular cell somebody can fix all this at the end of the day ultimately okay. but what i wanted to do is go through the the leaves type them up as i see them okay. using these other things as a reference sometimes but at the end of the day making my decision okay. um when i went through it the first time there were some times when i sort of got like this intuition well let me add this letter here because there's some there's sometimes when the letters are missing and just a real quick aside here, like what you see is 
if you go through the first 28 leaves are just like every cell is full. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is you get to leaf 29 and every other letter is more or less missing. Like sometimes there is additional letters in there, but mm -hmm. it's like, what is this? It's like the information is falling out. And this okay. is like kind of when you get to that Zach's level, it's like, oh, well, suddenly there's this information that that is being lost. It's like you're below the abyss. You're not getting that fullness of it. So so it's kind of like that. And then finally, the last one, they didn't even have that. You needed to make some decisions along the way because it's weird. Um, it, it's it's much smaller. It's it's like three. Mm -hmm. it, it's a five three by seven tables okay. that needed to that needed to be gleaned from 112, maybe 113 letters. Okay. Uh, Stephen Skinner reconstructed and he says there's 112. So I just went with him. Um, so the interesting thing is you do the math on that. Wait a minute. Five times three is 15. Mm -hmm. Seven times 15 is 105. I got to get rid of seven letters. So I, uh, uh, I made some decisions. I went through that whole process. Mm -hmm. on my blog about why and I've tried I try to leave like just I, ju I just try to be first draft Jones partly because I'm lazy with those things sure. but also because if I make an update people can see the the thought process that I'm going through and understand yeah. the reason why I needed to make decisions and why things changed but yeah. at any rate I I've figured out a way to reduce that which is to use the actual spelling of the no letter in Enochian and then use that to reduce it. So like if I were to say the spelling of the letter C is C-E-E, -E, well, sure. if I wanted to reduce that, I would just put it in the letter C. Sure. So if I saw that, so that's kind of what I did. I did that same thing with Enochian. Okay. But um, my goal is to uh, type all of that up mm -hmm. and make it printable and accessible because I really feel like there's just too many barriers to entry and yeah. I did all of this by hand and there's great value to that at the subtle body level, but I know not everybody's going to do that. And if they still want to work a Jebba Fall system, I want to make that free and accessible and they can print it off. They still need to yeah. buy the silk. They still need to buy the binder if they're going to do it like I did, which is, you know, sure. make, you know, just a scrapbook binder because once, mm -hmm. once it's bound in there, it's, it's a book, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. like, it's a scrapbook, but it's a book. So that's, that's what's coming up. In addition to that, I want to see. I'm going to look through the um, the uh, Skinner's copy of Dee's diaries. Uh, it's not complete, but I did buy the other half of that from a different author. But okay. um, I'm going is to it, try. Um, is it the Klein version, or what'd you get? Uh, I'm trying to remember the author. It's it's kind of like this very flat looking just mm -hmm. text on that, but it, I have it. I think it's Klein, uh -huh. but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, it's it, but uh, it's it's older. Uh, but it's still, it's, it's up to that point that then Skinner went ahead and, and did the second half of that. Okay. But I want to see um, exactly the system that the angels used because at first they're, they're doing it like they're calling out the part of the grid that has that, that word in there or that letter that goes with that part of the call. But I want to see if I can find a system to that okay. and see, okay, is there some kind of equation that they were following and you know my my math stops at like you know statistics and calculus and maybe somebody will find a better algorithm for that sure but at the very least i can like type out and say okay if mm -hmm. we're going to use you know basic you know row column thing somebody mm -hmm. could type that into an ai program and have it do machine learning until it figures out and then they can just verify it to say okay this call actually matches 
whatever the algorithm spits out. Right. Have some computer programs figure out uh, all the little yeah. puzzles going on. Here. Yeah. If, I mean, I may not, right. I probably won't figure it out, but maybe a computer could. <laughs> maybe AI yeah. will. <laughs> maybe AI will. You know, and that's, that's what I found too. I'll just give you a real quick story here. Like each of the um, governor, each of the zodiacal kings, as they appear in the Aethers, has a certain number of Servian angels with them that is like this huge number, like all of them over a thousand, right? Sometimes it's in like the, you know, six, seven thousand uh, angel range. What I found was that the Aethers also had like some of these very large numbers. It turns out that half of those very large numbers add up to exactly a certain combination of that. But okay. there's no way that a human could figure it out. It's part of this thing known as a subset sum problem. Mm -hmm. But I was able to use at first Excel, but then I realized the the a deficiency in Excel because when I did it in the Linux version of that, LibreCalc, it <laughs> took Excel like hours and hours and hours. LibreCalc, it was like two minutes. <laughs> it found oh, wow. a solution, but it would find for half of those, it's it was able to find an exact sum. And I went through. I have that in my blog and uh, the post on there saying. This is this is the aethers is it's associated with, or here's the dyads it's associated with. So, sure. people who are like super hardcore nerdy math and also <laughs> do Enochian and all this stuff, <laughs> right. that, that might be of interest. Right, right. Well, I mean, you have a lot of interesting um, resources in your blog. That sounds like a really good one. And you know, maybe someday you did mention maybe someday you could put on an ebook or a physical book someday because this is like the <sighs> one area of this practice that hasn't really been published or explored much, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think Leach has it. I think I'll just let him publish <laughs> that thing because, like I say, I just uh -huh. I reworked, I tweaked what he had. I and like he had. I what I did is I I took a strictly. I'm going to do them in exactly reverse order, whereas mm -hmm. he only flipped the first and last day. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just like that's me, you know. I just I just that's just my style, man, you know. But sure. um, sure. other people may, you know. Yeah, I think I'll I'll let him uh, do that. Uh, you know, he's, he's just quite the resource. He's, he's fantastic. So mm -hmm. I recommend, I recommend his books. Uh, he, I, he gets into the depth as well. Like Lon Milo Duquette's EVM, Enochian Vision Magic to me was a, a great introduction. It helps you get your, your lay of the land. Mm -hmm. And it has most of the same stuff that Aaron has, but Aaron has like other context or he's done deeper dives. I mean, that's why he's written more books about it, I think. Sure. Um, but there, I mean, all these authors are excellent. And so I'm not, uh, you know, it's just like, if you, if you want like to be a completionist, you know, yeah. I, I would, I would recommend Aaron, but if you really just want to figure out what's going on, I would say, you know, I would say Lon Milo Duquette, but if you want mm -hmm. other perspectives on certain stuff, I would say Scott Stenwick, if you just want to focus on this part, part first, and then this part, and then this part, he's pretty good about that. But yeah. It's there, there are a lot. I think this is really like, this is like the time when like stuff is coming together. I was only able to like pull together a lot of this stuff because I had so many different references and I was able to like quickly go through my Kindle and just, you know, just find it, you know, and it wasn't, sure. I, I could do some thinking. And if I was curious about something, it's not like, well, I had to do this deep slog through the source materials. Instead, all these people have, have worked so hard to pull it together and make it accessible. Right. So. I think it's good to have some of the original, you know, get the diaries, get, um, what is it, Peterson's Five Books of Mystery. Mm -hmm. um, get, get as much as you can of the original stuff. But then also, like you said, there's people like Leach and these other people who have done deep dives into this. I think it's good to get a variety of perspectives and sort of, 
you know, make your own interpretation, I guess you would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. It's digestible. You know, it made, they made it digestible because otherwise it's like, otherwise you throw the book across the room. What is it? You know, you, you don't start with the diaries. Just don't do that. <laughs> right. Right. Pretty tough read, but yeah. 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 Um, I've never really read uh, a lot of people recommend Jeffrey James. It's an older one, right? Jeffrey James, uh, Enochian yeah. vocation of jo Dr. John D and also Elizabeth and magic, I think is another one that's pretty highly recommended. Have you read those two or no? Nah, nah. I, I, like I, older, they're, they're published probably, I don't know, quite a long time ago, but yeah. And I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I just haven't, yeah. you know, haven't, <laughs> haven't gone there. It's like, I can only buy so many books at a time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think we covered a lot of ground here. Um, any other things you want to mention or things to plug and projects? Uh, no, I mean, I'm like I say, just keep an eye out for um, that uh, that Jebba Fall thing. I've or that uh, Libra Logoth thing. I've I've written up. I'm I'm on leaf seven, mm -hmm. which is pretty good progress considering that these are the harder leaves to do. Or maybe I, I don't know the. Well, I won't get into the details of that, on that. It's time consuming. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I hope to have that out by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye out for that. And just, uh, you know, Enochian.today. Don't start on the last post. If you're new to Enochian, start on the first <laughs> post where I have a bunch of prayers, actually, which may be helpful to you. Okay. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to hum along, make this more accessible, you know, mm -hmm. for people who are interested. If you're not interested, well, you've made it to the end of a very long podcast for something you're not interested in. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I think people who tend to this are going to be the hardcore, you know, the hardcore yeah, yeah, yeah. people. It's uh, it's kind of interesting with Enochian. You have like people who study it, but then never do it. And then people who read everything and then they just do one part of it. But you're yeah. the uh, sort of special case where you do, <laughs> you really explored like the part like the rare of the rare practice, I guess you would call it almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm following in, in Legia's footsteps because he's he's helped other people through the process. So I oh. think uh, he's, uh, like I say, he he's the man. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Definitely. So. All right, cool. Well, uh, until next time, and thanks for coming on. Yep, thanks, brother. Uh, hold on 